Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Grab 'em and the Brisket Show. Fireworks, fireworks. Okay, so hey, I love dude, I love the intro. I love I love <laughs> the intro we have. I feel like you have to match the intro that we have that playing. Intensity? The intensity of Christ. I love it. Look, so you're just slowly just dropping the intensity as you go. I, I get. Or I don't are you know. You're going to keep the intensity know. up through the whole podcast. Right, right. Keep it up the whole time. Oh, no, we need to come in. We got to have a Ric Flair like woo after every single yeah. intro. I did <laughs> like the. I guess the last episode it was probably the cocaine hippos, where it was super upbeat, just boom, 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 and that followed us. It it followed with us just rolling and talking. There's yeah. no other intro coming. I don't need an intro. We already had an intro. An intro. It's yeah. already been introed. Yeah, I agree. Guys, we're introduced. here. I don't know what you're talking about. Drinking beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, we've got a good one planned for tonight. We have an awesome interview with Mel Chamor. Chamor? Schmiller. Schmiller. We'll ask him how to pronounce that because we, we all. That's what we're betting on. Schmiller. 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 Okay. Yeah, we'll ask him. It doesn't matter. But before we get into that, Alden, let's him with the business. You don't want to know my business? No, we just want to know about the podcast. I yeah. got a lot of stuff to tell you about. His business good. I got a lot of stuff to tell you about. His business. Now great. y'all y'all know the y'all know the the freaking drill, man. Go to the website. It is uh, Uh No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's yeah. grabthebrisket.com. It's both. either one. They're yeah. both the same. Either same one. one. I always get confused when they get rid of one. <laughs> no, <laughs> continue on. Either way, uh, yeah. So, uh, guys, you can go there. I mean, you can basically get to anything you want to look at at that point, you know. But if you want to directly hit us on, you know, any of our social medias, you know, you can go to Twitter. It's at Grab the Brisket. You can go to Facebook and Instagram. They are both at Grab them in the Brisket. And you can uh, email us and tell us how bad or how good any of us are doing. Um, we'll all look into it and. Either agree with you or disagree with you, but uh, that that uh, email address is grabbingthebrisket at gmail.com. And just, you know, leave us your thoughts and opinions, man, and we always love it. And uh, like I say, hit the website up, buy some swag, uh, you know, leave us some, uh, leave us a good comment. We may send you a shirt or two. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, push the new shirt, Alden. <laughs> no, no pushing. I don't even have a new shirt. How about we no have a new shirt. You got a new shirt oh, uh, on the, the market. It's the that. cocaine hippo. Meth and Gator. the Meth Gator shirt. Man. Duking it so, out. It you guys solid. check that out. It's man. awesome. It's, mm-hmm. it's an awesome design. Shout out to... Yeah, the guy that designed it is... Uh, he's on Instagram at Rubbertoe3. Which his name is Roberto, but it's... Uh, oh, Roberto. Yeah, but this is spelled rubber. Rubbertoe. Yeah, but okay. not, not okay. T-O-E. T-O-3. T-O-3. Rubber three. Rubber okay. two three, rubber toe, but the E is a three, so I, I think it's oh, cool or something. I, I don't you. know. Okay. But, uh, nice. Yeah, he does some cool artwork, and he knows a lot about beer. I want to know, you know, have we got any uh, response on the on the? I want to hear some feedback on our new song too. You know, email us, man. Hit us up, direct DM us. Yeah. Do you Slide like the new intro? Those DMs tell us that it sucks or it's good. Yeah. Do you like a new intro? I did get a message from uh, Burley saying it's badass. That makes you feel better. Nice. There it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. So we have Mel uh, Schmiller coming up. Uh, super excited for this one. Uh, if you haven't had a chance, uh, hopefully we'll get into some of the videos and some of the things he's done and his, his progression into in becoming into the, into the barbecue world. And uh, for me, I've I've 
been a fan. I, I've seen a bunch of his videos. I didn't even know really that we were going to have this guy on, you know, I, whatever else. So he's been around doing this for a while, so super excited to have that. Yep. yep. Let's um, – what did the, the the kids say? Let's go ahead and um, pick up the phone and – yeah, uh, the rotary dial. The rotary, just the... Mel Schmiller, <laughs> come on down. <laughs> yeah, you're the next contestant on. Let's not screw this up. <laughs> kids are, the kids are talking about rotary phones now? No, it's, it's a joke, Alvin. No. We, were making, we were making it funny. All right, let's get him on. Let's get him on. <laughs> Sorry, right, hey guys, this is James from Grabbing the Brisket. So we got another wonderful interview for you guys. We got Mel Schmiller from Dark Side of the Grill. So uh, pretty stoked to have you on, Mel. Thank you for taking time out of your, your schedule to sit down, talk barbecue, and maybe drink a beer with us. Fantastic. Thank you very much for having me, guys. This is uh, it's a nice break in the week. I love it. going to be good. Heck yeah. Excuse to drink midweek. Well, Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't need an excuse to drink? Uh, so just kind of like in Texas, we're in the southern part of Texas where, where we're located at, and we were just talking a minute ago about, about the weather and – uh, it's kind of an idea that the, the temperature right now is 68 degrees here. Well, it was today. It was 68. Um, yes. What is the temperature there? It is minus 34 Fahrenheit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Like yeah. in the fridge? <laughs> yeah. no, it's like, My fridge ain't that cold. Yeah. You got to go in the fridge and warm up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's disgusting. It's really gross. I absolutely, every time it gets these cold snaps, I don't know why I live here. <laughs> um, like I, I drive an H2, a big Hummer, 6.2 liter to turn that thing over in this kind of cold. Uh, the oil is like molasses <laughs> and yesterday my check engine light flashed like my motor was seizing for about two minutes before it warmed up enough to think it was okay to just sit there. Oh, wow. That's there's, there's nothing you can do. Like I changed my wife's battery, my mom's battery. They just freeze up. Everything just freezes up and quits working. It sucks so bad. Oh yeah, man, that sounds awful. Is that I, the uh, the same Hummer in your your video where you're getting pulled on a skateboard drinking a yep. a white claw? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's, that's the one. Fantastic video. Yeah. I imagine you're yeah. not barbecuing right now either. Um. Yeah. All all Super Bowl weekend, I was out there every day in my robe, my flip flop, <laughs> just giving her man. Just yeah. I, I, up here, there's no excuse, right? We yeah. we live here. It is part of it, right? It firing up the stick burner sucks, right? Um, that's a bit that's a bit tougher of a sell, but the big green egg it, it's more insulated, if you will, when you get it going. So it, it's not nearly as bad, but they still they freeze shut. You rip your gasket off trying to open it. I use a tiger torch to to thaw out the lid, um, the vents, just to get them open. So wow, yeah. Jeez, so you yeah. you got to so you're a you're a, a big green egg ambassador, correct? Um, or so I'm on protein. their I'm on their I'm on their pro team. Yeah, got you, got you. So we I, yeah, I, I, you're talking about your 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 gasket or your lid seizing up. Uh, I had a I had a guy, um, uh, buddy Dusty. He he sent in a question for you because he's got a, a Kamado style grill, but his lid f- freezing or sticking is a little bit well, actually quite opposite of what you're having. His is when it heats up, it sticks. Like the, I guess there's a latch that, or some type, some type of like latch that closes this thing. And I don't think the green eggs. I don't know if the green eggs have the latch or not. No, they don't. There's okay. just just gravity holds it shut. Okay. Now I was gonna ask you, um, have, have you had any experience with that? What he's, 
what he's talking about, what I would do is spray it down with a lock de-icer. That's just steel on steel, and when everything shrinks, it gets a lot tighter. So he's probably getting it stuck that way. If you put a lock de-icer on there, it'll probably lube it up enough that that won't happen. I don't know how close you want to get that stuff to your food, but uh, right, right, right. Yeah, it is definitely a way to get it. To, to okay, walking. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Dusty. Yep. Yeah. So for for um, when the lid freezes shut, a way to get around that is use parchment paper at the end of your cook. You can lay that down on your gasket, shut it, and then it won't freeze shut. But okay, I'm always too lazy to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. I just tiger torch. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny. Yep. It's like I can imagine right now. I'm picturing like the parchment paper sitting like like two feet away, and you look at it right before you shut, and you're like, "I'm not doing that. I'm just <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. quite literally two feet away. Like it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, saw on, I don't know where I saw it that you're a, a welder. Is that by trade? Yes, yes. So I'm a journeyman welder up here in Alberta. Uh, I'll give you a little bit. For those of you who don't know much about Alberta, we're called the second Texas. Hmm. All we do up here is oil, gas, uh, tons of beef, huge agriculture. Everybody drives something with a lift kit and big knobby tires. And, uh, you know, that's it's just a go, go, go atmosphere. I grew up here, born and raised in the prairies. And uh, started welding on my dad's hot rods when I was 14 because I had smaller hands back then <laughs> and and yeah as soon as i could went to school got my ticket and in the oil field ever since that is awesome so do you have a do you have an offset that you built yeah. yourself or oh yeah yeah i've got well so the one i have out on my deck you'll see it pictures on my my instagram that's darth angus she weighs about 1500 pounds so she's not moving anywhere she's just part of the deck now part of the yard <laughs> but uh I built quite a few that I've flipped o over the years, things I didn't like that I was just too lazy to cut off, so I just built another one and flipped that one, right? And they kind of just sort of pay for themselves after a while. I'm in the middle of a, an epic stick burner build right now, actually. 750-gallon uh, on a dual-axle trailer. So we're, we're pretty excited to get that thing finished up. That sounds amazing. Mm, that sounds like I can hold a lot of food. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. There's, yeah. I got, I got dual, dual racks in it too, right? So it's it's tons of real estate, and I, I'm so pumped to fire it up. Uh, a lot a lot of the shops in the states have been, you know, kind enough to lend some lend some ear and 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 some advice, right? So it's definitely coming along. Up here, there isn't a ton of barbecue like it is down there. It's not like I can just go to my local barbecue spot and see what a stick burner is looking like with the bigger stuff. Right. right, so it's it's all on the internet and just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. So it's it's uh, it's definitely a learning curve, but I think it, it's once you have the gist of how they work, right, and you know how to cook on them, then it, that helps building it for sure. No, definitely, yeah, and you know, seven hundred fifty gallons a big undertaking. You know, John John here's got uh, he probably has, he he does have the biggest pit at all of us. He, he's got the the five hundred gallon and the two hundred fifty gallon, but they sit right side by side each other on a on a uh, tandem axle uh, trailer um which nice is very cool but um and we've cooked on both of them but man I, I i've never cooked on anything bigger than a 500 gallon so uh i can just imagine you know depending on how you build the firebox and everything else you're gonna be feeding that beast yeah. he's gonna be able to do at least at least 35 briskets if he's got two racks like i got i, I would think so uh, i would think so oh yeah so well, the, so the the 
the way that this came about, one was COVID, um, going stir crazy, just unbelievable how everything just stopped, and it, it killed me. I, I actually won a seat at the uh, World Food Championships in Texas last year, mm. and I was super super pumped to go and compete there. And then that blew over, right? Memphis and May, I had an invite to that one. That blew over. I was I was gearing up for the Royal. That everything. It was just one after the other. And I'm sitting here and like nothing's moving, nothing's happening. And I was like, what can I do myself just for the future other than sit here and bitch about it, right? And then I just started building. And that's, you know, so whatever happens, I'll still have that rig. So uh, before we get a little too far uh, ahead, can we talk a little bit about how you got into barbecue? Uh, Maybe just a little brief story on this, how this whole dark side of the grill the, the social media, the, the, and it sounds like maybe you do a little bit of a competition. Uh, love to hear about, uh, how that all got started. Maybe, uh, if there's a mentor or some type of inspiration that, uh, kind of navigated you to doing barbecue and grilling and cooking and all that good stuff. Oh, for sure. So like, like I said, in Alberta, uh, Alberta beef is, you know, second to none. We're, we're huge fans of our beef out here. Um, it's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. We're always, so it's second nature for us. Barbecues, always beef, tons of beef. So when I was a kid, uh, my dad has kind of an, an aversion to medium rare. He burns everything. When I was a child, <laughs> all, of our, all of our roasts were like solid and dry. And you needed gravy just to swallow it. Like, yeah. it sucked so bad. The pork chops were like talking pucks. It just... <laughs> so as soon as I was old enough to, like, start cooking, I took that over. And also my grandmother, she's Ukrainian, constantly hand-making everything. Everything came from the garden. Everything was, like, no waste, right? You make tallow, you do... So I spent a ton of time with her learning that stuff as well. So it kind of all jived together. As soon as I started cooking, dad instantly quit and just went back to the garage and he was more than happy to do it. So that that was where the whole cooking part of it came from. And then being being a welder for the oil field, as soon as I, I got my first house, I was 18 or 20, all, all of my rig pig buddies, they would all come when, when they're off their hitch from, from up, up in Fort Mac. They got, they got a week off. They come in with a bag of groceries and a case of beer. And that's all we would do all the time, just constantly barbecuing and cooking. And, and the cooks got bigger. The cooks got better. I, I always, one of my first was like a, it was almost a Weber kettle, but it was from Cabela's. And it was like a silver bullet. I think they called it a seven in one or a five in one, but all we ever did was just smoke and, and barbecue in it. But uh, that thing would go all the time. And even in these crazy temperatures, I was still knocking briskets and stuff out. It was just, it was nuts. And then, then building my own pits after that, and then the big green egg and everything else. That's that's how it started. Um, the social media aspect of this is kind of a funny story. So at work, I always do the company barbecues once a month. Usually whatever company I've been with, they'll throw down. So I grab the bull by the horns there and do that. One day, one of the helpers or the laborers, I noticed every time we had a barbecue... He would kind of take off into the corner and he was taking pictures with his phone of my food. And I was like, what are you doing? You selling this shit on the side or what are you like? What are you doing over here? He said, every time, 
every time you click and, and you do this, I get more followers on Instagram. And I started laughing. I'm like, Instagram's for 16-year-old girls, man. What are you talking about food on there, right? <laughs> so two weeks later, I had 400 followers. And that's where that's literally where it started. <laughs> nice. It's nice. And it just snowballed, it snowballed from there. Like it, And it was crazy. Like the... And, and huge accounts, like, reached out right away. And, and it was just awesome. I had all kinds of support, and everyone was like, wow, you're coming out from the middle of nowhere, and you're, you know, pretty pretty good at cooking this this style of stuff. And I can honestly take any cook and just fire it up. Like, I did a, a my first beef wellington was amazing, absolutely amazing. I knocked three more out back-to-back, and everyone's like, you know, usually you're supposed to, you're supposed to screw one up first, right? And, right. and it just, just, I have a lot of fun with cooking and I, I seem to be able to maneuver all kinds of different cooks without much issue so i, I really enjoy it very cool very cool you know I, passion. I that's something i can i can definitely see you know even even some of your videos uh and we, we've seen you on youtube and and you can see uh for one you're definitely funny right you have a you have a humor about you that's that maybe you're not even trying but maybe you are trying i don't know uh i definitely love the robe get up and, and everything else. But yeah, you, you definitely can see the passion of what you're doing and everything else. And I was, I was watching one, uh, was, was like the, the old 96 ounce or steak, right? Uh, which I think is a great one right there. Which, oh yeah. Uh, but even you can tell, even when you go to start cooking it or go to start seasoning or anything else, like I think the first thing you start, you came off with was like some pink Himalayan salt, which is not something you hear everybody say when they go to season a 96 ounce wagyu steak right let me get the pink himalayan salt out but you yep. did and from that from that point on you just you just went on right so uh it's, it's a great video it's they're, they're fun to watch and sure enough i've watched one and now i'm going right to the next one and going the next one you know so very cool so you can definitely see the passion uh, of what you're doing there awesome thank thank you very much and tell everybody because youtube is a hard nut to crack man it, it i've is. thrown everything it's... but the kitchen sink at that thing it's uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're telling yeah. us. I mean, we've been trying a YouTube yeah, for quite some time, and it's just it's not it's not really our forte. I don't know what it is. Well, you know, it's, it's YouTube is for YouTube is for like I guess you're talking about the little girls on Instagram, but YouTube is for like kids that want to watch freaking satisfying <laughs> videos or some freaking uh, unboxing toys and you know whatever. That's basically what YouTube has became. So, well, yeah. no, I yeah, I, it's. I, I use YouTube if, like, if I want to know how to do something. Right. That like, is true. I'm like, yes. if I, how do you, whatever, take apart and rebuild a carburetor for this? I'm like, I can YouTube that. And sure enough, if I can't find the exact model, I'll find one close enough that'll I can get done what I need to do. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's that's what I, I it, to me, it's like, it's basically, it's an information video. Like, I, I, I've become so much smarter since YouTube. Well, well, <laughs> well. <laughs> you know what? And I'll be totally honest with you. I built a garage off of YouTube, a 900 square foot garage. I had the pad poured and then I framed it myself. I did the soffits and the fascia. I did the shingles and everything. And I'm, I'm not a carpenter. I'm a welder. And right. my neighbor had his, he had his contractors came in and did it first major windstorm and half of his, uh, um, vinyl siding ripped off. And oh. he was pissed right off. He's like, I watched you out here getting drunk every day doing this by yourself. <laughs> and yours is still fine. And mine is falling apart. And I paid top dollar. And I, that it literally, it was YouTube. It was all YouTube. Like, how do I, you know, how do I do soffits and fascia? And I just watched someone for 10 minutes and then 
away I go with my tin snips and it's crazy. <laughs> That's right. It's I, crazy. I, I love YouTube. I absolutely do. It's like even like building building a barbecue pit. There are so many good videos right now that are out there that I've watched yep. so many. I'm like, I'm going to build a barbecue pit. I right. know I can build a barbecue right. pit right now. First, I need to watch that. How do I weld? How do video? I weld? I've already watched that video, John. I know how to weld. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 crazy but it is true so i'll give you an example of that um i've always been a huge fan of aquariums and fish i don't know why but i've just always but i i don't like a ton of work and i never wanted to get into salt water and if you know anything about fish salt water sucks like there's a million things you need to know and i'm not a chemist or a scientist i don't my first saltwater tank was a 300 gallon reef system, which everyone told me was absolutely impossible for me to tackle. <laughs> and like two weeks on YouTube and it was set up and rolling. People were just pissed. <laughs> <laughs> the internet trolls were coming out of the woodwork. Like you wouldn't believe over that. I'm like, well, what do you want? It's there. Yeah, it <laughs> come, come over and look at it. And they're like, well, that's not how it's supposed to go. I'm like, well, who said YouTube said, fill it up and do this. And there you go. It's it, done. It works. Yeah, if it's on YouTube, yeah. it's gotta be true. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Exactly. That's someone's fact checking something over there. They got it. Right. <laughs> I, I, I got a question for you. I love the dark side of the grill name, right? Is, is that something you came up with or is that, that, is that something you had? Yep. Hey, what yeah, was, that, that's, what, what's the inspiration? Is that, is that the, it's gotta be Star, Star Wars. Wars, right? It is. And it's also, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Right. The dark side of the I, moon. A, yeah. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of both things, like a huge fan. And it just kind of clicked. And also, um, because I'm not your, your average face you'd see tied to cooking and explanations. Right. So I'm trying to show like the underbelly of the barbecue pit sort of deal from my perspective. It all just kind of meshed together. As soon as I thought of it, it was like, this is it. We're running with it. It, it was, uh, yeah, so I'm bringing light to the dark side of the grill, you know, yeah, there you to go. show you how easy it is to do kind of thing. Right, that's the, right. And, and that's why I dumb everything down, and that's why the robe and stuff like that, it definitely helps people understand that I am not a, a culinary arts trained chef. I, I'm literally a welder that works 8 to 10 hours a day, come home and, and cook. And that's that's where I keep my authenticity and it, it helps. It helps a lot. I have a lot of people reach out all the time saying, like, I never would have tried this, but I saw you do it, so now I have to. You know? <laughs> right, wait, wait right. what is that supposed to mean? Yeah. You saw me do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm used to it, man. I take it. I take it now. It's, that's, it's that, awesome. That's very cool. You know, I, I had my uh, first chance to cook a Canadian brisket uh, this this past summer, right, right at the height of uh, – of the coronavirus. Yeah, you were so confused yeah. when you bought it. I was very confused. I, I brought it home. Uh, and well, apparently we had a, a brisket shortage in Texas that they were <laughs> importing. Well, H-E-B was importing briskets from Canada. Canada. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, and typically we don't have a very much of a shortage here in Texas when it comes to <laughs> to um, briskets. Uh, but it was, again, it was my first time I'd ever cooked uh, a Canadian brisket. And let me tell you, it felt a little weird at first. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> like you're, you're cheating, right. you're cheating a little bit. I was cheating on Texas a little bit. Uh, no, it was fine. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I made a joke, I, I sliced into it. I said, Oh my God, there's no syrup coming out of here. Holy shit. And then everybody kind of like, Hey, you're so dumb. And then it was one of the best freaking briskets I had all summer long. And the, the, the texture, the, the fattiness of it, uh, it was a, it was a really well lined or really well marbled 
brisket. I, I was like, I went back to the store. I was like, if I can find another one, I'm buying another one. I'm going to freeze it. But they were all out of them. And now I can't find yeah. them. So now I've got to go, go like, I don't know, uh, order it online or see, see if that was a fluke or something. I don't know. Mel's don't probably know. got them up there. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> well, he does. So I got tons of not so much love from Texans, actually, when I was doing my brisket buys. I had put up posts. There was a post. I got a ton of love on it. Um, my daughter's car seat. I had six briskets stacked in there with the seatbelt over it. <laughs> our, our average grocery store, which never sells brisket, had briskets out for sale and they were on sale for like three bucks a pound, which is like Canadian pesos. It's nothing for you guys, like two and a quarter. <laughs> I, I was paying like two bucks or two and a quarter a pound for these briskets and they were amazing. They were double A, triple A, which is like your guys' prime. Nice. And on the sticker, I noticed it said COV brisket. And I looked at that and I said, you know what? I think that's code for COVID. These are COVID brisket. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out when all the restaurants all got locked down, they weren't buying the briskets that they uh, grind up. Ah, that, okay. was, that was all ground before. And they weren't buying them. And all of a sudden there was sea cans full of briskets. And no one knew what to do with them. Right, you're like, yeah, I know what to do. I'll buy them. <laughs> yeah. No, that no, that that was the butcher just laughed when I first walked in there, and I stopped with my cart, and I had bread, and I had you know crackers and stuff for the kids, and I turn around, and I look, and I see the briskets, and all of a sudden I'm just hustling them all into my cart, right? <laughs> and he's looking at me over the counter, and he's laughing. He's like, "We got a whole room full of them back here, man. You might want to take a better look at what you're buying." <laughs> and it was. So, so then me and the butcher, he was pulling them out on the counter and I was flopping them around and pushing the fat cap and checking them all out and picking the best ones. It was awesome. And he's like, I'll gladly help you, man. No one knows what to do with these things. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, I was, yeah, I ended up buying at, at the, the height of that. I ended up buying, I think 26. Holy moly. <laughs> so yeah, I've got, I've got four freezers, like four full size stand up freezers and one chest freezer. So when, when it goes on sale, I hammer it hard because I'm not sponsored by any meat companies, so it's all out of pocket still, and it hurts. But, it but hurts. do you so really always... need all those freezers up there? I mean, can't you just set it outside? <laughs> yeah, but then the wolves carry them out. You see? Nah, so you screw got that. <laughs> yeah. Man, it sounds like you need to move. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly it. That's Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's the co- that's the COVID brisket story there. COVID, COVID brisket, I love it. I don't know, man. I I really feel like uh, I want to go to Canada. To be honest with you, uh, until you said the wolves will carry it off, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, negative thirty five didn't scare you? Off? No, it didn't. I, didn't. I was Bullshit. fine with negative thirty. But when you said negative thirty and the wolves might carry it off, I got a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, you can't run a negative thirty. No, I can't. Your lungs freeze. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, cool. So what about what? What is? Uh, uh, I'm just going to fire off some questions. Uh, kind of just get to know Mel here a little bit. So yeah. what, what? What is your favorite thing to cook or grill? Smoke? You got a particular meat or meal that you like to make? Well, if you're going barbecue, the thing I still get the most excited about, and I don't care, I'll do this until the day I die, is a good brisket. I, I something about it, the peppery uh, bark, you know, it, it's it's rested, and you're slicing into it for the first time. I just want to take that first slice, 
it sucks that I'm always recording it because I just want to grab it and throw it in my mouth right now all the time, right? It's <laughs> so that's that's my number one. I get excited every time for a brisket. So what, um, is, what is your process on brisket? If you don't mind us asking, can you share that? I'm all over the place. I'm all. It depends if I'm shooting for YouTube or whatever. Then I'm trying something new. Uh, hot and fast is nice if you're in any kind of a time crunch. If I'm feeling nostalgic, I'll get that stick burner going right, and I'll try and take 14 hours. I'll sit there with a whole flat of beer. I love it. Like it, I'm easy either either way. It's what what wood is romantic. what what's all romantic. What wood is uh, pretty predominant in in Canada? What, what do y'all what do y'all burn? So they call it uh, Manitoba maple. Is like it's almost an ash. It's gross. It's it's not very nice <laughs> to get. No, this is this is the thing that no one thinks about. We have like no fruit wood because it's too cold, right? We have we have oak doesn't grow well here. Um, we have no mesquite. We have no hickory. It's it's a real pain in the butt. So most of it most of it is maple. Uh, you can find apple. I've got a buddy. He's an arborist. So. I hit him up for wood all the time. In the summer, he's always trimming stuff or cutting trees down, and he calls me when he gets good ones. But wood is wood is quite an issue up here to get a hold of. Um, I got a pipeline through Ontario, but I have to get it by the truckload. So that wow. sucks. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a bit greasy, but if you know the right people and and it's properly seasoned and. You know, you get a couple cords at a time, and then you just have to store it. That's the other crappy part, but it's worth it. For a good smoke, it's worth it. The things we do, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then again, you know, on the on the big green egg, you know, you're able to go with, with the lump charcoal, um, and, and, you know, that's usually bagged up, right, that you they'll, yep. they'll, they'll send in or whatever else. So Little chunks uh, of wood maybe yeah. you get from local. Yeah, I do. I do chunks. I don't do the chips. I don't do pellets. I like the chunks, whole chunks. Um, it's it's my go-to for sure, and uh, it it's always worked out really well for me. Even in a pinch with the stick burner, you can throw charcoal in there with wood chunks, and you can definitely play with it that way too. Yeah. So, and I got. I mean, yeah. uh, to to touch a little bit more on that subject, uh, our good buddy Dusty that does have the Kamado, he he is having a little bit of an issue with the the smoke and I, I think he's using the the B and B lump charcoal or when we, when I bring down a bag of the jealous devil charcoal um, yeah but he's having an issue where he's kind of and he's not using any wood chunks and that might be part of his issue but he gets a little bit of a smoke flavor in the beginning but then it just yep. kind of peters out and it just goes into a nice I guess clean burning heat or smoke i would say so he, he did uh, say hey you know can, can you ask mel if he can recommend uh any suggestions um that you might have for him to get a little bit more of a smoke flavor doing that kamado style cooking oh. oh heck yeah so the first thing that i do i like to make sure my charcoal is good and lit if you're getting if you're getting smoke off your charcoal you're already doing something funny you know what i mean so i make sure that she's running nice and clean and then i'll add my wood chunks to that and I'll space it out. You don't throw all your wood chunks right on top of the fire because then it's going to light on fire and you're not going to get the smoke you want. So you stagger them out. As it burns out, it hits different chunks and it burns a nice, even pace instead of just billowing blue smoke at you, right? Like it's it's a lot nicer that way. Yeah. Also, if he's keeping his charcoal outside, maybe he's going to want to seal it up a bit or put it somewhere warm because he might be having a bit of humidity on that charcoal. 
and that's going to give you an off flavor. It's going to give you some, some more smoke flavor off the charcoal. And that's, that's the tricky part, right? We all remember when we first started and that smoker was just billowing smoke and you're sitting there like these ribs are going to be the best ribs we've ever had. And you taste that. What you now know is a super sour char <laughs> on those ribs. Better. And you're like, you taste the smoke flavor? Do you taste it? But then you realize after a while, that's not the smoke flavor you were intending to have, right? Yeah. So once you get over the, the, the wow factor of having just smoke on your food, then you have to clean it up and get into the proper smoke, which is then, you know, it, it's the charcoal shouldn't be doing that for you. Right. So you got to figure out right there what's going on. I, I definitely, whenever possible, that's why I use a tiger torch when I light my charcoal. So it's pretty much lit right away. Do do you uh, just dump like a how do you how do you put your how do you do the charcoal situation do you do you fill up the bottom of the green egg and then come in with the torch and like light the middle of it or do you yep. light a basket okay so it, every every day almost I'm out there um, I'll leave the old charcoal in there I'll just run over it with my hands or I got a little ash tool right and and knock some of the ash out then I'll put fresh stuff over top of it and then when I light it I light it right in the center and I get the center good and red. And then it's like a bullseye and it always burns clean. It always burns nice. And if you want, if you want to test the taste of your charcoal, throw a handful of nachos in there. And that'll tell you right now, the smoke sticks to nachos, like nobody's business. And you can tell exactly what you're even, I, I do that when I question wood, okay, you want to know really? what, what, yeah, what you're getting for wood, right? Throw a handful of nachos in there for a couple minutes and then taste what it tastes like. And then you know exactly what you're dealing with. You say nachos, it's you're, a lot you're talking chips and cheese here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know if that was like a Canadian slang or something. Canadian nachos. What is that? What does that mean? <laughs> I got you. Okay. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of like bread, right? Bread takes up the flavor. Right. A lot it really too, soaks up. Nachos. Yeah. Nachos don't suck to eat. So. Right, right. Nachos <laughs> taste better than bread. So. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. All right. So, what's your go to uh, beer of choice up there in Canada? Budweiser. Budweiser. King of I'm, beers. Love I'm, it. I'm a yep, big Bud Light guy myself, man. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, they yeah, bag on I, me, I got, but I got 10, 10 cans sitting in front of me right now. So. <laughs> well, we want to see none by the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're already. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. I got a big gullet. So. <laughs> All right. So uh, when you're not jamming out to Pink Floyd, uh, what what uh, what other music are you into? I'm all over the board. I, I yeah, it's. I've never been picky about anything in my life. Or what? Um, are, what are you not into? Maybe that might be the better like uh, question. Do you like Nickelback? No, absolutely not. <laughs> they came up here. That is that is the one. Okay, there you go. I, I'm not a huge fan of the tragically hip either, and a lot of people give me flack for that. I just find that they sound like whiners, so I just never been into that. But uh, the last, but maybe not the last time. Don't quote me on this, but uh, Chad Kruger came up here. They were playing. Grand Prairie, and someone took their shoe off at the concert and hit him in the face with it. <laughs> he came up here, I think it was five years later. Somebody else did it. It was the other I, shoe. I'm not, like, I don't know who buys the tickets. Everybody's wives and girlfriends are buying the tickets. Nobody <laughs> wants to see these guys. Nobody. I don't, I don't understand how they sell anything, but what do you know? It's, I hate Nickelback. I hate him. <laughs> Are you listening to any country music up there? Uh, a little bit. I like the old stuff. I like the old stuff a lot more than the, the new stuff. I don't know. 
more like pop. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I, I like the old stuff a lot. I grew up on Johnny Cash, stuff like that. So oh, I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I like, <laughs> you know, music, cooking, anything with soul. Right? It, it's all the same. I like like something with some texture to it. That's all. Nice. So, are you? Uh, what's What's the plan? Earlier, you're talking. You know, this, this last year with COVID, you missed an opportunity to come to Texas. Missed an opportunity for the Memphis in May. Um, is there? Are you looking at 2021 for to, to be the year you're going to make those things happen, or, or are you kind of? I, we're going to have to pick and choose. This is a all new for everybody. I get it. Um, I've got a young family. I got a daughter who's turning one. I've got a six-year-old plus the wife, right? And so, in the middle of COVID here, I forget what month it was, but it was still summer. They had lightened up on our restrictions a little bit. I was able to go to Toronto for a week and meet up with a bunch of my barbecue family there, and I bunked with a buddy and Ted Reader. I don't know if you know Ted Reader, Chef Ted Reader. He's amazing. He. Uh, he had a tiny little very private barbecue soiree for me because I came out at his uh, golf course. And it was awesome. Like the owner of Dixon's was there. There was a bunch of guys. It was so nice to just get out and see people. And when I got home, you know, everything settled. And the wife's like, you know, I, I love that you get out and you get to do these things. But you have to understand, like, what if, right? And it, it kind of checked me in a bit because I, I wasn't really thinking of that. And then after that, it's like... You know, if, if I do go to the States and I get stuck down there, I get sick and then I get stuck, then what? You can't come back. Like, they're they're putting right. people into hotels right now that are coming back, forcing them into hotels until they get tested. Oh, wow. They can't, they can't go home. Like, I, I thought that was illegal, but they're actually doing that now. So, oh, wow. So, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's on the books just yet or what. We, we have, like, no vaccines you guys are at least getting vaccines. We, our, our prime minister didn't actually get us any, so there's going to be riots about that soon. I'm sure, but <laughs> I can I can crazy. imagine. Yeah, you know, it's it's different, uh, and it's different. I, I feel like the United States is made up with you know 50 little countries, uh, to be honest with you, because each state is kind of doing their own thing. Um, yeah. And and Texas, uh, they do whatever the hell they want. They do whatever they want. I mean, I it's it's really like some cities have implemented you know like where you you know you have to wear a mask and whatever else but uh generally speaking that's not really that really enforced here uh if you go into a restaurant you go somewhere that's fine you wear a mask till you sit down when you, when you sit down and start eating you take your mask off because we all know that covid can't attack anybody while they're sitting and eating yeah so yep. and my son asked me the other day so does covid just stay up here and he's pointing up in the right, air right. Like, well, how come i don't have to wear a mask i'm like i don't know get i don't right, get it right right it's it's not uh it's it's very it's very weird and then once you travel outside of of this houston area that we live in uh you're getting um in these, these these smaller towns, where when I go into gas stations, there's nobody wearing a mask anywhere in town. There's nobody wearing masks in the stores. It's just all free yep. free for all, you know. Uh, but and I'm I'm with you. I, I'm the same. I I don't want to get it. You know. Uh, I had a scare a week ago or so, and I thought that my daughter was she she had become sick and she started running fever, and I was like, oh my goodness, she's she might have it. And then so we initially just. We basically ran to the emergency room uh, down the street, and uh, we, we got her tested, you know, for for a rapid test, uh, and it came yep. back came back negative, you know. So, um, did you make her stay in the backyard for a while? 
Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fine. But uh, you, you just never know, right? And so I, I get that. But I, I think we, we're a little bit different maybe here. I, I think other, other states here are uh, – they are completely shut down still. Yeah, a lot stricter on it. You know, and they're yeah. not. There's no restaurants that are open. They're not. They're not allowing well, businesses to open up and everything else, which I think is a travesty, to be honest with you, because there's a lot, millions of people without without a job, and you're taking away their livelihood. You're going to have problems. Yeah. So, no, that, that's what's that's what's happening up here. It's been months now. Uh, they locked all the restaurants up. They shut all the bars down. They shut all of that stuff. You can't go to the the barber, right? It's crazy. It's it's nuts. Yeah. And I myself, I have been forced into quarantine twice now. So I've done 14 days twice where I couldn't leave the house. Oh, man. Uh. Yeah. And it's so once uh, one guy at work actually did come down with it. So they, they sent everyone else home. And then because we were all in direct contact, we were like locked away from our families and all kinds of crazy. It was nuts. It was nuts. And like to live in that kind of, you know. And I get, I get you. I totally get you. If I was in an area that was like that, I would definitely be taking this a lot different. But they're forcing us to be like this right yeah. now. No, so there's, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, it's it's a lot different here. Like even our kids are going to school already. They're they're back to school. Yeah. They're they're doing their thing. And so I, I think it's just a different. You know, the people that are in charge are are making the rules up, and you know we're we're listening to them for the most part. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, oh. I. I that being said, though, like if something opens up, um, there's a <laughs> there's an eighty percent chance I'll be there anyway. <laughs> you know? hey, I love it. There you go. I, I, like I need to get out, man. I need I need a competition or something. Yeah. So that's one th- one thing you were asking before. So I'm a KCBS uh, judge. I have all the all the competitions around me. I've been going to for years and years and years. I have tons of friends that are on the circuit. I myself have never competed because. I'm kind of an all-or-nothing sort of guy. I, I like to do everything big. And for me to roll into a competition with, like, a little Costco table and, like, a, a one egg, right, and maybe a pop-up tent wouldn't work for me because I'd need my kitchen and I'd need my... So as soon as I was joking around with the wife about competing, I was like, well, so now we need a fifth wheel. And, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden the list got quite extensive quite quickly. And I was like, maybe I should just stick to judging. Cause then I don't have to bring anything but a lunch bag. <laughs> you know? That's right. It's, yeah. I still get to party with everybody. And that's, that's mainly, that's what I like to do. Anyway. I like to schmooze and get, get around and see people. And, and that's the whole point for me of the competition. I would love to walk one day. That would be fantastic. But I, it, I just, I don't know. I never felt right about piggybacking on somebody else's group, as fun as it would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'd want to. I'd want to go in and do it myself, but I'd have to gear right up to do it. So for sure, man. It, you it know, we we've we've had people on, you know, and, and asked these questions before. Is like, you know, at what point do you shut the party off and just concentrate on cooking? Because you can't do both and be great at, at both. You know what I mean? And uh, you yeah. know, we've tried it. You know, and it's fun. It really is, but. You know, you, you're either having a badass party and a, a crappy cook or, you know, vice versa. Yeah. No, and, and that's that's the thing. When I'm doing it for fun at home, it, it's it's beautiful. I, I have right. such such a good time. I don't I don't want to take that fun part away from it. So 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 being a judge, I'm, I'm sure you you have experienced some phenomenal food. Um, yes. 
Yes. On the other hand, I'm sure you probably have experienced some not so <laughs> phenomenal food. I'll do- tell you right now, you eat more garbage than you do uh, Snake River. I'll tell you that. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell us about your yeah. worst garbage story. Yeah. Bad experience. <laughs> um, there was there was one. I'm pretty sure they used fish sauce in their ribs. Yeah, Yeah, it was like because it, you know, most of the time it's no holds barred what they're doing. Um, They're yeah, just really weird stuff. Or you're not sure if they were using a juice and the juice was off, right? So you don't know, (laughs) you don't know what you're really getting. It's actually kind of scary when you think about it. (laughs) All this stuff, like you see some of the teams that are rolling in there, and you're like. Are you using pickle juice from the last year? Or, like, what are we doing here? Like, that's, yeah. You always just assume that everyone's bringing the nicest, best stuff, but you don't know that. So <laughs> I, Sometimes they're just trying to roll out and just have a good time. Right. They're like, hey, that's it. we're, we're going to yeah. throw some fish sauce on these ribs, and, hey, this is <laughs> this is how my yeah. grandpa cooked them. And... Got to love that fish sauce <laughs> ribs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know you guys are really hard on your brisket stuff, too, so that's that's awesome. I I have a lot of friends in Texas, so I'm always bouncing stuff off. Um, it's definitely on my bucket list. I was one of the first places I ever wanted to go as soon as I dip into the States, Texas. Every, everything about it, it sits quite right with me. So, <laughs> Well, hell, if you ever come this way, you better hit us up. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped when this finally opens up again to be able to – because this, this all kind of happened – I don't want to use the term whirlwind, but the doors opened up very quickly. Once, once everything that I was doing kind of fell in line and started rolling forward, uh, especially Big Green Egg, I have to throw a huge thank you out to them. Uh, they they carry a bit of weight in the in the food scene, right? So that helped a ton with meeting other people and chefs and people that are writing books and stuff. So it's it's really cool to to be able to get into all of that kind of stuff. And that that's one of the things where I never traveled before. Most, I don't, I can't speak for most Canadians, but uh, a lot of the people I know, you're not looking for a country to go to. As soon as you get your vacation, you're looking for a campground. You're going, you're going close and you're spending all your money on liquor and food. <laughs> and then, like quite, quite literally, it's weird. Like our engineers will come back from Mexico with a tan and you'll be like, how was it? Ah, not bad. The food wasn't great. I spent most of my time in the in the pool, you know, drinking my face off. And and we're like, oh, well, I guess that's cool. We did the same thing in a boat, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but the food the food didn't suck, and we were an hour away from home. So you know, <laughs> it's yeah, that's it's awesome. it's just it's it's a different way of looking at it, I guess. I don't know, but we're 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 big fans of camping and, and staying more close to home. So travel was never really on my card. And now, now that I've got the bug a little bit, and you know the the events are all in other places, I definitely see a lot more travel in, in my my future. Right? They have the uh, meat stock in Australia. Oh, that sounds amazing. You better, yeah, you better believe I'm going to that man as soon as I can. That's going to be nuts. So yeah, I've got I've got some pretty big plans on the horizon for that kind of stuff, and I'm very excited about it. It's it's really neat that those things are now an option where they never were before, right? Right, right. 
So I did get a, we got a couple of questions and actually I'm going to read, uh, this, this one person sent three questions for you. I'm going to read through all three questions. Three-parter. Yes. Yeah, well, it's, they're not really related, but it's three questions for okay. you from the same person. Uh, I'm going to let you try to guess who they're from. Cause I think you might be able to, and then you can respond to however you want to. Uh, but, but yeah. Okay. So the first one is, is it true that a mullet says business in the front and party in the back? Uh, does your wife know that you drank her white claw to skateboard in your robe behind the Hummer? And why do drivers in Florida not use their blinkers? <laughs> oh, that was Captain Ron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear about the blinkers? So he picks me up from the airport in Atlanta, Georgia. And we're ripping through the, the traffic and everything. And it was like, Halfway through the trip from the airport to the Stone Mountain Resort we were going to, I started, and I'm in the back seat. I'm like, why haven't you touched your turn signal yet? <laughs> he's like, oh, I don't want to. And he looks at me. He lo- he's driving. He looks over his shoulder. He's like, I don't want to waste the bulb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Straight up from Florida. I'm like, this is exactly what I thought this would be. Everything is now coming to full. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Florida is a awesome. special place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a great, it was a great time, and I, I had a blast. But yeah, that that was legit. I was like, you actually don't use your signal light. He's like, not when I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. So that was a good joke. I'm like, you know, you know, you got precious cargo back here, Rod. <laughs> like, yeah. That's awesome, man. So you're, you said you're a welder by trade. Um, I'm a plumber myself by trade, and we have jokes that you know you'd play on you know, green people that are just coming into the trade, you know, whatever it is. What are some of the best ones you ever did on anybody? Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't really know. That's, that's a tough one. The, the funniest thing I ever seen though, um, there were these two guys came into one of our shops, uh, Weatherford, I think I was working for at the time. And the guy was telling the foreman that he was, he was a, a long, long time welder but he hadn't been recently whatever and they brought him around to to do a welding test and the guy pulls a zippo out of his pocket and he's trying to light the stick and i laughed so oh, hard i cried and the foreman like gave me shit because he's like you embarrass this dude i'm like the dude is a liar first of all <laughs> and has never welded in his life like what do you i don't care get him out of here what are you doing <laughs> That's that's not a sparkler, okay? You yeah, can't. no, but that's. I think that's exactly what he was like. You have to light it before it'll. Yeah, it was the funniest thing I've seen in. That's I so think good. The, yeah, that's great. That's that is awesome. so good. I don't know. There's, there's always shenanigans, right? Like we'll we'll fill a garbage bag up with acetylene and then strike it, and you just get like an eight foot ball of fire that flies up and it knocks the dust off the rafters and stuff. It's good, but. I don't suggest anybody do that because it's probably not safe. Well, if it's 29 degrees outside on the negative side, it's probably not bad. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's always, yeah. So there's always shenanigans like that when you're, the HR departments are a lot bigger than they used to be. I'll just put it that way. So <laughs> I bet they are. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one question which uh, everybody really loves and hates to share or whatever but so we always ask the guests if they can share a barbecue fail something that uh maybe they just uh quite didn't um get everything right on their grill their 
their their procedures their something got away from you mishap what's so is there something that you can think of something that can come to mind that maybe uh might have been oh, yeah. a little bit I, of a barbecue I, fail for you guy i have a perfect story for you so <laughs> it's the night before i'm cooking lunch for 50 some guys at the shop the next day so i'm doing pork butts i've got briskets and the ribs were just thrown on and then i was gonna you know come back for them there was also a huge hockey game that night so i was in the house and then coming back out i was using i think it's a master built uh it's a tower 18 by 18 by four feet and it takes propane so I had this thing dialed right down, and you put the wood chips on a burner inside of the cabinet. I also had my, my Weber kettle going next to it uh, with other stuff on it, and everything was about half done. And I'm in the house, and I'm drinking my face off, and my team's losing and, and whatever. <laughs> and the wife comes running downstairs. She's like, there's a huge, and this was dark out, right? Like 8 o'clock sometimes, it's, it's like night out here, right? So. She comes running down the stairs. She's like, there's a huge light in the backyard. You should probably go and look. And what happened was the Weber kettle had melted the propane line Ooh. to the master bill. Mm. That's not good. And then it lit on fire and was shooting like a, like a blowtorch <laughs> into, the, yeah, into the cabinet, which then caught everything in the cabinet on fire. And it was just a big ball of flames. So <laughs> here I am. I kicked it over, right? I kicked it over so that I could shut the propane tank off, which was red hot. So then I rolled that off into the into the distance just to get it away from the house. And then I hosed everything off. And like every nothing was salvageable. Everything was just totally screwed, right? And so here's here's the fun part. Now I have a a lunch for fifty guys in the morning, <laughs> and I've literally just burnt all the food, and it's like at night and i've been drinking heavily so it was weird because i i usually i'll go to work and work until lunch everything's sitting in a cambro or a cooler right resting and then you can just serve it warm right well i had to call in sick but tell them i was showing up at lunch with the food <laughs> and then i just didn't sleep you were just kind of sick then, right? i didn't sleep i i yeah, like speed speed defrosted more pork butts in the sink like you do with a turkey, the way they tell you not to do, right? Every like <laughs> oh, it was just chaos. We don't care at that time that point. To get this done. <laughs> yeah, it was just not and the foreman's like, What the hell happened? Why would you call in sick on the day that you cook? Like I literally, dude, I, these were on the grill twenty minutes ago. Just don't even start with me. I haven't slept yet. Whatever it was just crazy. So that was my horror story. Mm. And and that was the last time I used propane. So, <laughs> yeah, I love it. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah and you know what? You're you're saying the story, but there's somebody out there saying, "Holy shit, this happened to me." Exactly. You know what I mean? But nobody shared yeah, the story, bro. right? So, hey, you never know. People yeah. might learn from that. Yeah. So I, yeah, it was hilarious, man. Just the wife. Freak coincidence. She looks out the kitchen window into the backyard, and all she sees is a big ball of fire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it i've got i've got so many epic fail cooking stories <laughs> that you you wouldn't even um dried out scorpion and ghost peppers i'm a huge hot sauce fan huge spicy food fan 
So I, I make my own hot sauces and I make my own rubs and stuff like that. But the first time I got what we like to call contraband, they were butch teas, Trinidad scorpions. There was uh, chocolate, ghost peppers. These were all from the States shipped up to me as drinking tea, herbal tea. Because at one point we couldn't get them over the border um, as peppers. So they were dried, full peppers. Oh, wow. And here I am setting up in the kitchen with my food blender. And the wife walks in and she's like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm going to blend up these uh, these dried peppers, right? And I'm going to make a rub out of them. She's like, no, 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 you're not doing that in the house. Go outside. Yeah, so so that, that was it. So I go outside. I get the food processor going. All of a sudden, the dust comes out of it, which I wasn't thinking of. And, of course, the wife didn't mention this to me. And also, I drink a lot when I'm doing stuff. So... <laughs> I literally pepper sprayed myself. Oh, man. I'm on my hands and knees with with the garden hose, and I'm shooting the garden hose right up my nose. I'm not not exaggerating. I'm shooting it up my nose, and she's in that same kitchen window laughing at me (laughs) as I'm, like, rolling around on the grass just trying to clean my nose out and my eyes. It was so bad. Yeah. Yeah, you're like. Thanks. Just imagine if I had oh. done that in the house. You're like, thanks, oh. thanks, babe. Appreciate it. Yeah. That, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that that's another one. That's a good one, though. That's 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 <laughs> awful and hilarious. Yeah, that's still you know. I mean, that's I've I've done that where I started boiling uh, uh, like jalapenos, yeah, peppers. peppers at, at the hal- I'll boil the peppers a little bit before I make the salsa out of it, and. Uh, People walk in the house. Kids walked in, and uh, their eyes started watering. And they're talking to me. And they're like, "What is, what is going on?" You know, they're like, they're running out of the room. I'm like, "Oh shit, that's the jalapenos." I'm sorry, I should do that outside. I, I my bad. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Right on. All right. So, yeah. So that's it. Hey, Mel. Uh, we 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 really do appreciate you being on the podcast. It, it, is there anything that you want to to put out there to our listeners or your listeners as far as where people can get a hold of you social media wise uh, and, and all the, the wonderful content that you're putting out there. Yeah, no. So you, you can find me on Instagram, dark side of the grill, Facebook, dark side of the grill. I'm on YouTube, dark side of the grill. I'm on Twitter, but I don't like it. So don't even bother there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that's it. We also do our own little, little podcast thing there every once in a while that after the cook is what we do. And uh, that that is more drinking than anything. So it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It, it, it started during COVID, me and one of my teammates from Big Green Egg. We just, to kill time, right? Yeah. And uh, it stuck. So it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we'll yeah, have to check that out. Yeah, it's it's a good time. We had, we had Derek Wolf on there last night. So Okay, nice, awesome. Nice. Derek yeah. Wolf. Yeah. yeah. I listened to uh, one of the episodes. You had, a, I guess, a Green Bay Packer uh player on there yeah lane taylor yeah he's a sweetheart nice lane taylor okay yeah yeah he's a sweetheart i like him <laughs> yeah yeah it's a lot it's a lot of fun but like i said it's just drinking messing around good time that's mostly what we do too yeah definitely hey we yeah. drink a little we mess around and then we record a podcast and then we drink some more and then we drink more yeah <laughs> and then we have a beer <laughs> then john has to do a whole lot of editing uh come a week from now and he's like holy crap we were messed up <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I just edit to make myself sound better. I, I know you do, John, because half the stuff I hear myself like, John, why don't you just edit that out? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. But so hey, you got 
you guys compete much, or what? What do you guys do? We, we, for fun? we well, like you, uh, we're kind of in the same boat as well. Like, I mean, the competitions have have uh, in 2020 just kind of fell off the table, and then 2021, towards the end of 2020, they started uh, picking back up again. But we're still kind of like uh, on the verge, teeter tottering. Uh, there are competitions that are popping up here and there, but yeah, I mean, we we got our start doing competition yeah. you know here in texas doing the ibca we really don't have any any experience doing the kcbs but that is starting to become more and more frequent here in texas yeah how, how do you guys like the conversion from uh competition to backyard we uh honestly probably cook the same way yeah. with a slight little variable i mean we don't we don't really go very heavy in in some of the salts or some, some of the the seasonings but process wise we we probably tend to stick with the same process as far as the how we cook stuff yeah yep. i think i think it's cuz we're always secretly practicing for a future cook-off, sure. right so we're always going to try to you're always trying to mimic and do the same uh, type of cook, or if you're working on a recipe, we're, we're trying to nail that recipe down, even though we're in the backyard. Do, now, there may be some time where I'm like, hey, I'm not going to trim all that fat. I'm not I'm not going to worry about it. I'm, I'm going to leave a little extra fat on this brisket. I mean, I'm not, not going to really dive into these ribs and remove the membrane or anything like that. Right. But as far as the rub and the and the, the process, uh, it's pretty much the same now. Sometimes we probably go a little longer, and we've done you know fourteen, fifteen hour cooks, uh, especially with John Smoker, because uh, for some reason it just it takes just, that long. It just runs low and slow. It does, it does. And then you know on on uh, Black Beauty we have over here, um, that one we tend to cook a little hot and fast on that one. I think that's a two seventy five, three hundred, and we can run a brisket out and probably, I don't know. Let's say six, six seven, seven hours, hours, and we're pulling in. It's it's already resting at, in a camera at that point. So, uh, we're, but we're always practicing for competition. Don't we? It is a competition between all of us here as well. We're we're always like, what do you think about this? How do you, how do you like this? And it, it always sucks when they look at you and go, oh yeah yeah, that's that's okay. And you're like, son of a bitch, come on, just fucking tell me it's good. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. It's I don't know for it, it's yeah, it's a lifestyle, eh? Once once you get into it and you commit, it kind of just takes over everything. Yeah, it's 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 like you said that once you get that first walk, I know you say you would like to walk at some point. Once you get that first walk, you're hooked. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I, I can imagine. And it, uh, and it led to a podcast. So yeah, here we are. Yeah, here we go. There you go. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Who, who would have thought we would have been uh, chit chatting with Wee Man from Jackass or uh, <laughs> some of these huge barbecue chefs and celebrities? So uh, yeah, freaking awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. That's it, it's it's I I'm grateful every day for all of the experiences that I get to do. I hope it doesn't stop anytime soon. Just keeps going. But uh, yeah, I, I that's one thing I definitely am grateful for, especially like being up here. There's nothing ever happens up here. We're in the middle of nowhere, sort of thing. So it's really cool. It's really cool. You say really cool or really cold? <laughs> cool. It's both. No. Yeah. Okay. Cold is outside. That's, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mel. So I mean, we hate to cut you loose, but uh, we, we we have to end end the 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 show, unfortunately. But we we no enjoy, we enjoyed the time that we had with you. We really love to have you back on again as a, as a guest uh, um, um, in the future. Fantastic, guys! Thank you very much. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, and when you come down to Texas, look us up. Yeah, definitely look us up. Thank we, you, Mel. Thank you. Promise we'll use our blinkers when Jan picks you up from the airport. That's right. <laughs> I'll have a case of Budweiser for you in the back. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> Great on, guys. All, All right, right Mel. Yeah, you take care, bud. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Okay, yeah, I thought that was great. You know, I was worried about how the fee was going to be coming from uh, Canada to here, and because Canada's like a different country and I'm whatever just glad else. He spoke English. I, well, yeah, of course, <laughs> right? I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but super awesome. Uh, I love the fact that you hit those hit those money shots every time too. John John's constantly throwing baskets yeah. over here, misses like ninety percent of the yeah. time. Um, every time we get a like on Instagram, that sound goes off. Right, right. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Angel loses his wings or something. I don't know. Hey, no, but seriously, the guy did a great job. Uh, yeah, great. Su- super fun uh, interviewing him. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep watching some of the videos and whatever else. If you get a sure. chance, look at the videos, see the yeah, content he's putting yeah, out. Check out the Dark Side of the Moon. I know he's putting out a bunch of bunch of videos. And uh, KCBS certified judge. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he knows, what he, he, he knows what he's talking about as far as the competition barbecue. Kind of sucks that the whole – 2020 Dude, thing like kind of panned out with him because right. he was oh. planning on going to, to the Royal, with the Royal Memphis, Memphis and May. And yeah. since like it's not, he was coming to Texas to do that, that whole foods thing. So right. dang, yeah. that and sucks. It sucks. It's like negative 30 something degrees over there right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I couldn't imagine like, you, you, you have to worry about the cold and now you got to worry about the wolves. <laughs> hey, uh, I would feel if that was here, if we had to worry about wolves, like uh, just rolling around the side of the house to pee. out there to go check the mail. Uh, one of us could get lost. Hey, Gone. Hey, little Billy. Like, where did Jan go? Do you mind going to the street and checking the mail for us? Like, no, you're not asking your kid to do that. Or maybe you are. I don't know. It depends on which kid. Yeah, maybe it's not your favorite kid. Maybe they're not a whole bunch of pack of wolves running around either, right? I don't, I don't sure. know how that works. Right? Dude's got a big personality, though, and he's yeah, a good he cook. does. Yeah. Have you seen some yeah. of his cooks? They're good. Super energized, super cool, and so we're super appreciative of him taking time super. to come on to this podcast. God, why do I say super all the time? I don't know. I don't know. What is that called, though, that mustache he has? Is that a Fu Manchu? Yeah, no, it's, it's a super Fu Manchu. It's got to be the best one we've had on, right? Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah. And his last name is pronounced just like it's spelt as well. So, I mean, we, we fumbled around with that for a while. He's like, eh, it's Schmiller. 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 You're still saying you're it wrong. Schmiller. Schmiller. You're saying it wrong. Pronounce exactly oh, how it sounds, and then you pronounce it wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, go check out his podcast. Go check out his YouTube channel and uh, Instagram. So, you guys will be highly ent- entertained for sure. Yep. Thanks, guys. We enjoyed talking barbecue with you. Peace. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. We've been great. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. Right, we would like to give a special thanks to Fogo Premium Hardwood Lump Charcoal, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Cooley Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Cooler, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Texas Brew Hopper. We appreciate their support. Y'all guys go check them out.